You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom <sighs> crystal clear yeah good. it sounds really nice tom everybody there's uh there's been some struggle uh you know this is stuff we keep behind the scenes we don't uh, drag you into our pain and our bullshit uh, but <laughs> tom needed a new mic got a new mic he's sounding like an angel yeah, we're broadcasting live from uh, the clearest lake in the world. Yes. So, um, I finally have like the mic that I always wanted so I could be Joe Budden. Yeah, Hell go. yeah. Yo, yo, five I years down the line, man. Yeah, yo, those, you won't those arms me are ashamed. not cheap. Um, I bought a cheap one for 20 bucks. Oh, good for you. Ooh, 20 bucks. Can um, hold it up? It's holding it right now, buddy. Mm, I need, I, yeah, I, I, dude. I, yo, I, I love it, Tom. Uh, uh, speaking of, coming soon. For our listeners, uh, a little behind the scenes. Uh, if it if I sound like uh, my vocal cords are are crushing uh, my voice, uh, it's I'm laying on my back. Uh, this is the fever game for me, mm-hmm. and you, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be heroic. But mm. it's uh, I'm compromised right now. Maybe I was mm. out gambling all night. Maybe, but maybe someone likely. sent you dirty pizza like they did in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> but right. more likely, uh, I'm just uh, sick, and uh, we're, we're going to struggle through, everybody, because yeah, I do, but, uh, I do uh, this. I do this so people can come up to me and be like, "Thank you for your service." Uh, right, you're doing the Willis Reed. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, and, uh, coming out of, yeah, coming for out of Patrick uh, and his. Uh, you know, perhaps digestion system. It's the end of a fucked up year, and another one's coming. Oh shit! And uh, that's the theme of today's episode. Not, not, not toilet talk, but end of year. Um, before we get into all that, let's thank our sponsors, guys. Please give thanks to Closed Casket Activities. Uh, uh, hold on, is it Tom doing New Year's? Okay. Nice. Yeah, Tom is Tom is the uh, the guy behind the bar. Patrick is Lieutenant Dan here. So, um, Pat please. can't do it. He's afraid he's going to shit himself. That's true. <laughs> please, please give thanks to to live a lie. To all acquaintances, forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, please give thanks to Run for Cover Records. Oh, is it my turn? Tom, I don't know any other New Year's thing right. except run for cover rules. Shout out. <laughs> I don't know yeah, much. Picture in your brain a ball is dropping from oh, the yeah, Times Square. That. There we go. Picture that. And thank you and welcome to our new sponsor, Convulse Records. Holy shit. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Uh, big shout out. Um, we'll, we'll actually do the intro, but uh, y'all have known we have been 
being up and convulse for a while. Uh, really love what they've done over the last couple of years, both as a label at large and also how they've built up <laughs> the scene in Denver. It's amazing. Uh, so check them out. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit right after this. Um, major shout out to our, our four sponsors. Um, and because people get like, oh, did something happen? No, y'all. Deathwish Inc. are the homies. They got other things they got going on. Some stuff's changing. Bah, 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 bah. Yo, we said thank you so much for your unending support. Trey and is still somebody I want to go get a sandwich with. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to all the folks over there. Got unending love for Deathwish, the same as we had for Triple B, another former sponsor. You'll still hear about them. You just won't hear them about in these early clips. So all love. Yeah, I, uh, I know he doesn't always like me saying this, but Trey has spent a lot of money on me over the years, and uh, I appreciate him very much. Absolutely. And this one so, actually got him some money back. Yeah, so that's true. This, this one he might yeah. have seen a return. That's a good point. So shout out. Thank you to Deathwish. But um, we're going to direct everybody to convulserecords.com. Convulserecords.com. Uh, everybody should go check it out. If you've never checked them out before, you should. Um, a lot of great stuff. They actually were involved in the military gun releases. Uh, some of the, I believe, they have two records that made my top ten end of year list. Um, and I'm actually very excited. And people should check out the pre-order for the band Nag. Um, I believe they're a band from Atlanta. Um, really kind of unique sound. Uh, who I wasn't super familiar with, but when I saw this record up, I checked out some tracks and I pre-ordered it. And they have a few other records uh, that I also think are really cool. It's it's kind of, I mean, it's hardcore, but it's got this weird kind of dark twist to it um, that makes it unique. So uh, go check out the Human Coward Coyote 12-inch pre-order for the band Nag at convulserecords.com and expect to hear a lot more about them, uh, Convulse through this year so shout out um and also yo check out everybody else uh i want to i'm going to shout out closed casket activities right now too. closed casket activities.com uh new pre-order for the new eternal sleep desperate prayer blues lp it's very Um, very funny that you should say that that might come mm, up go in context Whoa, interesting. So you're going to hear more about it, but this is up for order right now. And it's actually, I said pre-order. I was wrong. It's shipping now. Um, So go order this. I actually think it looks cool. It's got a different feel to it. This is a band we've talked about a bit over the years. I haven't heard a second of this record yet. Patrick, I'm assuming you have. No, I haven't. I'm just going to discuss Eternal Sleep in a a holistic way that uh, our audience goes, Jesus, he's he's on the knob. Go for it. Oh, oh, later on you're going to do that? All right, later that's on, fine. I'm going to do that. I thought Pat Close was going to have it on his top 10 list because that was... I know. Weird. And I'm like, wait. He actually listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> Closecasketactivities.com. Uh, check out that Eternal Sleep, Desperate Prayer of Blues. Thank you to To Live a Lie. Thank you to Run for Cover. We love you all. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Tom, because we know how Patrick's doing. He's already informed the world. I'm doing all right, man. You know, making time for Pat. You know, he had date night that he pooped through and you know he's not he, he fell asleep because he doesn't know the time differences yet yeah and we gotta uh, 
what do we do? Because Tom has actually pushed us into doing the thing that we always should be doing, which is the like the Google Calendar invite for when we actually schedule the time. So then like adult like shit. it lines up. Yeah, adult shit. Adult shit, right. Pat, if you know if you accept that on your phone or calendar, it will like alert you to the time. Like you don't have to carry that burden. You don't have to and carry that your yoke on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen. I, I listened to Rob Deerdick yesterday, and I'm, I'm inspired. So I, I'm uh, I'm getting organized. Uh, we're going to automate my entire life. He automates his haircuts, his time with his wife, all of it. Mm, uh, mm, they do sushi night every Thursday. Uh, you know, it, it's Ooh. it's the future. Well, who's your big me or, me or Eric? Well, that's a great question. I, I mean, can, oh. am I allowed to have two? You could have two. I mean, we cost. <laughs> if you needed a bodyguard, if some like if you were skating and some security guard was trying to throw you off the grounds, mm. yeah, you want Eric Wilson? You want Tom Shane? Good call. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the right answer. Um, yo, before we dive into our normal inane chatter and such, um, uh, we actually had spoken. Um, I don't know. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, a fellow named Sean Lipinski, um, who was in the hardcore band Holding On. Um, he's been in a few other bands, Regret. Uh, he was actually in the band Sunset. Um, he passed away. Uh, had an aggressive brain tumor um, that required emergency su- surgery. And uh, it just, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, he was 42 years old. Leaves behind a wife and two small kids. Um, there's a GoFundMe page to help support his family. Um, I urge everyone to go check that out and support. Uh, it's it's beyond heartbreaking um, to hear about it. And um, no, I don't know. I I I, I get cold chill thinking about uh his family uh how they feel um and the fact that they don't have uh someone in their life in that space anymore so uh i really yeah yeah yeah, 42 42 is too young folks um it's it's tough uh so all of our love goes out to those who are close to Sean, um, obviously, most specifically his family. But, um, you know, this also was a very sudden happenstance uh, just over the co- course of a couple weeks. So um, it feels like we've been having to do this too often, folks. It's it's a really sad thing. and um, But... The reason we're doing it at all, uh, I can guarantee, I can promise you that none of the three of us wants to be doing this. It's just that it happens, and what happens afterwards is where people can help make a difference. Um, and it might might not seem like much, and, and no one's telling you how much to donate, but even $10 in the bucket goes a long way towards helping a family who's got a lot to figure out. So absolutely. Um, rest in peace to Sean Lipinski and uh, uh, thoughts and care to his friends and family. Yes. We got to think of a better way. Like, 
Did you like that one? Thoughts and care. That's good. I like that one because I I don't pray, so I'm not like I'm not really praying for for people. But like, right? Love and light seems a little too like attaining the supreme. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I. I mean, I like mysticism. I don't yeah. believe in I mean, they it, are in but our I thoughts. like the idea. Yeah, and well, we and that's the thing. It, yeah, thoughts and care, everybody. Um, um, so, um, guys, what um, what a year, twenty twenty three. It's um, been a wonderful year, right? A lot of lot of things. Twenty twenty two. What am I saying? It's twenty twenty three. I thought you were up. just excited. I was letting it ride. I am. I'm a little bit. You know. Um, we talked about this last week on our actual fifth year uh, anniversary show. Um, we don't do a. We aren't going to spend a lot of time. Maybe we'll do the stats because the stats stuff is fun. I didn't get a chance to do it, but we'll talk about it later. We we feel super humbled by the amount of support we get from all corners. It is really cool. It is really positive. Um, we love that there's other hardcore podcasts doing stuff. We love the people who've been with us from day one. We love the people who have joined us recently. We love the people who joined us from day one, bailed and came back and bailed and came back. That's what this is. We There's no hate in our hearts for you. Um, so shout out to everybody who supports us. Uh, it's really cool. Um, but one of the things we try to do is just talk about hardcore. Uh, 2022. The five years that we've been doing this, twenty, we did a year end of 2017 was our very first episode. But so we've done year end 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 is right now. So that'll be six. Um, how do you feel about this year's crop of new music in comparison to the last five or so years? I think it was tougher to to narrow down. It was a a lot of good stuff. A lot. Like, I'm definitely going to miss stuff. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I'm going to miss everything. Patrick. And I think, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, I got two records. No, I, I, might, I might make 10 on the outside. Um, mm. Might make 10. I have like 20 records on this thing. Yeah. Remember when I'm Pat like, showed up that one time with like two and and he, Bob like went full dad mode and yelled at him. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. And then we had to redo it. Pat had to oh, come back man. and do like remedial homework. He didn't. What it was, it wasn't. I didn't. I was just. It wasn't that I was mad. I was disappointed. Oh, right. God. <laughs> See, full dad so mode. he felt that shame, and he had to like he had to mea culpa. So no, he he came back. He did good. He he. I don't even remember what the hell he talked about, but it worked out well. Um. It, what what you just taped on like a soliloquy, I think, and that was good. Yeah, <laughs> it it was. Uh, th- these these fuckers pressured me. Here's some hardcore. One uh, time, a friend a friend of ours was helping uh, like prepare some kind of food. Maybe it was a friend, or maybe it was a family member. I can't say. Uh, but they were cutting carrots in a inordinately small manner. And so I think Amanda was like, "Oh, uh, can you can you cut those carrots a little bigger?" <laughs> and then they cut them. So it was like, "Oh, full size carrot cut into thirds." Like, there is that good? And uh, we referred to them as spite carrots. So yeah. uh, <laughs> pa- Patrick had a little bit of a spite carrot feeling right there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, okay, so uh, just warning everybody, I made a list this year of everything of everything that I listened to. 
and uh, didn't have the good sense to block it out by a year. So I'm going to occasionally say something and say, can we get a year check on that? But I think I, I think I'm dialed in. Oh boy. No, that's 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 good. Um I uh Tom, you you made a, an astute point that there was a lot a lot a lot of new music this year. I think that we like across uh, the genre too. Oh, sure, sure. And it was kind of this post post uncertain times glut of releases, right? It was just like, okay, everything's coming out now and then people were excited and then there's new things and continuation of things. And before we really dive into this, I was I was thinking about it. Uh, actually, the day we're recording, um, New Jersey band Nightbirds, it's going to be their last show. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Um, you know what I thought was the coolest thing was that uh, the singer of the Nightbirds, uh, a friend of mine named Brian Gorsikner, also does something called Ancient Artifacts. Uh, people Insane. who like, yeah, people who like old hardcore records or even more so old flyers and paper and stuff. Uh, you should be following Ancient Artifacts on Instagram. Um, but he he basically posted up you know, a few months ago and said, hey, uh, Nightbirds are breaking up. Um, no drama, no weird things. Still love the band, but I got a lot of things going on. And this just isn't the priority that it once was. And uh, playing live music isn't the priority it once was. And there's no shame here. And I still love it. And we're going to do a last show. And that's it. And I hope everybody who likes us gets a chance to come out. Thank you. Thanks for supporting us. And I thought it was the most mature and cool, like, hey, we're breaking up note I've ever read. And I loved the energy of it because it was, it eliminated any of, like, you know, looky-loo energy. It eliminated any weirdness. There was no tension. It was just like a very clear and human, like, hey, yeah, love this. Don't feel the same about doing it live anymore, doing this band. So I'm pulling the plug. It's all good. Thanks. We're all friends, you know? And uh, I, I want to give a shout out to that. Um, but so it's their last show. And I, I was thinking to myself in other spots, I was like, oh, it almost feels in a, the secular way that hardcore is that we're due for a crop of bands to start breaking up or stop playing. But I don't know that that applies anymore do you guys agree like it doesn't feel like bands totally break up the way they did even even as recently as like five years ago you know yeah there are no like final shows come to the band's hometown for their going away thing that doesn't seem like it happens anymore either they break up in the van and you never hear from again yeah or they just stop playing for two years and and they broke up in their minds but the public doesn't really know yeah, exactly right. And and I wonder about that and um I wonder if that's something that's going to be the way it is from here out because I I I have a feeling a lot of band, people in bands look at bands differently and maybe it's more healthy, you know what I mean? Like hey, even if it's 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 sort of like uh instead of the divorce, we're taking a break, right? right it doesn't need to be binary. Right. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's right. Either not, it's not yes or no. It can be like, eh, when we get to it, we can do it. Or like, we're not going to, we're still friendly. I mean, to me, there's no reason to break up a band unless you fucking hate each other. That like, and, and hate each other. And yo, honestly, even the hate each other moment, yo. Take away. That's uh, hopefully, right? Hopefully. I hate hopefully, the decision. Uh, right. And like, 
obviously fences were mended and yeah. back it takes and, work. and did it. Yeah. And, and that's a thing. And at time is so, so the lesson from our crotchety front porch is that time heals wounds. Um, sometimes you love something and fall out of love with it, especially projects. And that's okay. And sometimes that means you bury it. But I think the current climate is, yeah, just, just put it at the top of the shelf. And yeah. just leave it there, and you can come right. revisit it. I you think get back to what you can. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not like, I mean, right? So like, think about think about some existing bands. Cold World's playing a show coming up. It's a benefit show. I don't. They don't play that. They played last February. You know, I wouldn't consider them a quote unquote active band. No, but they're also FBA not. And then the fest, and then then the right. benefit. Right, and they're not—they're not a reunion band either. They're just kind of like, "Hey, got different priorities. People are in different places." Blah blah blah. But it doesn't have to be a weird thing, and it doesn't have to be a dramatic thing. So, so shout out to everybody. Shout out to that energy with bands now, because I actually think—I was thinking back on this over the last few years. I was like, "Yo, that No Warning Torture Culture record. That's that record came out uh, however many years after Ill Blood. You know, like fifteen, seventeen, whatever, how many years." That's awesome. It had been almost that many since their second album, Suffer Survive, and it's a great record. Trapped Under Ice. Is it out of the question that we get more Trapped Under Ice material? No. 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 Like they even when they broke up back like twenty thirteen, it was like, Hey, this is our goodbye for now show, right? Like it was like right. it wasn't like last show of all time ever, ever. It was like, Hey, this is our last show. And they took a break, came back a few years later, four years, something like that, yeah. and put out a record that, yo, in hindsight, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a different energy. So, um, all right. Let's see this. PK's back. Is he back? Why are you being so quiet? Oh, because I got diarrhea pouring out of me. Okay. User is experiencing some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally, it says. Oh, what's happening? I, am, 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 I don't know. You get the yellow dot. Oh, that's inappropriate. I don't like that. Yeah, and you don't have a line, but it is saying recording is being saved locally. Yeah. All right, well, Do you want to stop and restart? No, no, no. should be fine. Um, mm-hmm. Let's right. talk about well, it. Then. What, what, okay, so my take on this year. Uh, it was all right. Compared to the last few, is there? do you think it's... So so 2020 and 2021 were kind of weird, right? Yeah, They're just right. weird. And all, fucking... Listen, me saying it's all right is obviously just some reductive funny guy bullshit. It, it, it was a very good year for hardcore. Felt like a great year. I'm, I'm looking through the releases, and I don't necessarily feel the same way Tom does, that there's like an overabundance of great records. But I think that there was so many solid ones that it, it, it's impossible to be mad, and a lot that hold promise. So... Uh, my short answer is it's all right. My long answer is it, it was a very late year and I'm glad we had it after some uh, kind of ass years uh, in terms of output due to uh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think there was a lot of good records. Uh, did you, either of you notice any prevailing trends among the music and the new music that you heard? Sonic trends, really. I did not. Uh, I think that there's uh, a lot of like, okay, so there's stuff that's bubbling that wouldn't make this list because there's not just solid releases, but the, the, the stuff that is across the records this year, I did not detect 
like on tour, I detected things, but I did not detect anything due to records. If that makes any sense. Sure, but what what did you detect while on tour? I think uh, I mean Koyo might be an example of this. I, I think that kind of uh, uh, people are unafraid to to do to to take like real like what anybody would call emo parts and and uh, kind of capitalize on them one way or the other. And I think that there was a period where people were just dodging those entirely and and didn't know what to do with them, even if they really loved that music. Uh, so I'm hearing a lot more of that. Maybe be, maybe in part because Koyo like came in with such a splash uh, that you're gonna have you're gonna have a couple. Let's not call them imitators. Let's call them you know bands that were uh, motivated <laughs> to to, uh, to give it a go. So uh, I'm I'm detecting more emo on the horizon. Oh, interesting. All right, Tom, what what do you got on that? Um, yeah, a lot more melody, a lot more. Um, 2000s emo yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that's mm, yeah that, oh yeah 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 yep and uh rap is back rap okay rap is back uh 2000 ah. emo and 2000s metalcore which is fucking crazy because for years everybody was kind of if you were a hardcore band like 97 to 99 right and, yeah if, if you're yeah. a hardcore band you were kind of afraid of of using the metalcore that perhaps more people actually grew up on uh, actually, not perhaps. Obviously, more people grew up on. So, uh, but there was a there's some anxieties about it. But I think bands, uh, you know, like Knocked Loose, uh, incorporating like those elements without any type of uh, there's no shame in that game. You know, I I, th- I think that uh, that might have again motivated <laughs> some bands. So uh, it, it, interesting year. Interesting year. Um... I agree on the 2000s emo. I want to go in on the rap is back, Tom, because I don't disagree, but it's it's fascinating to me. Um, I also agree on the metalcore thing. It seems like there's... If there's not an embrace from everybody, because like very few things... Like as we talk about this, as we talk about like sonic trends, not everybody's going to embrace these things. Actually... A lot of people are going to push that shit away and be like, yo, I fucking hate that thing, which is the way the original thing was. And that's okay. Um, I don't expect everybody to embrace rap core stuff, nor metal core stuff, nor what I'm going to say is, and we talked about this, I don't know if it was on a mainline one or a Patreon, but like, yo, I didn't think there'd be an oi resurgence the way there is, you know? Right. And like this, like, oi core sort of pub rock stuff um uh, some of this like street punk meets you know post-punk energy there's really this interesting thing and uh before we go on to talk about rap stuff um, (laughs) is i had a question for you guys i thought about earlier today as i was driving is pub rock just cowardly pop music from dudes who can't who can't who realize that cosplaying as Bruce Springsteen is kind of whack don't got the chops to do like some Harry Styles shit don't got the balls to go full like David Bowie weirdo glam rock but go with pub rock which is super poppy and like but you can also kind of be a burly man and like have bad a bad voice 
<laughs> but this underlying piece of it, it's poppy. You know what I mean? Sometimes some pub rock like oi stuff is as poppy as pop punk. Oh, without question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, shout out to shout out to the bands that can pull it off. It's not easy. It's like uh, it it feels. You know, for example, we went out with the chats, and uh, I, I I think I said this on on the podcast. I really did not anticipate what I saw, which is young people really feeling that sort of catchy. Very, I mean, the chats live is definitely out. a punk affair. There's no doubt, but but there's a uh, it's it's got a ton of pub rock, and uh, seeing young people just get it because it's gettable music, not because they have necessarily a frame of reference at all, uh, was really. I mean, it was cool. <laughs> it made me believe in the power of a good record. Uh, well, and that's the thing. Good, the best version of the kind of pub rock or like more sing-songy oi stuff is awesome to me. Like, I actually really like it. But there's a there's kind of an influx of it. So, and I don't want people to get it twisted. Like, I actually think a lot of the street punk stuff that's that's in my wheelhouse. It's stuff I, I like, but I'm also picky about it because. I do like it. And when it's good, I think it's good. And when it's not done well, I'm like, ah, you know, do this better guys. Um, and maybe I'm a harsh judge, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how pop sensibility it is. So Tom, what were you going to say? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no it's, uh, our, it's our rambling asses. Uh, oi, pub rock. Oi, pub rock. Poppy. Yeah. Poppy is pop punk. I still hear title fight in a lot of bands. Oh yeah, uh, all over the spectrum from the pop spectrum to the heavier kind of more, um, uh, kind of slow dive kind of music. I hear a lot. I still hear it, and it might be filtered through a second and third band, right? You know what I mean? Like because they're that far out that like you know people are like, I love whatever, like whatever took from title fight, but. I still kind of hear that, but that might be my age showing, but that's what it, that's what I, that's what it feels like. You know, it's a weird question to ask. Um, I think you're totally right, Tom. I mean, I think, I think title fight ended up bending, uh, bending genre, bending hardcore a bit, um, and other spaces, but really enabling a lot of their influences to seep in, not just on one level, but multiple. And then bands who kind of either took notes from them or took notes from the people they took notes from um, have gone into success. This is sort of a, a branch off the tree of today's conversation, but is there a chance that Fiddlehead will be sonically more influential than Have Heart when everything's said and done? Yes. 100%, yes. I don't know if Have Heart, like, Have Heart. I think Fiddlehead is a little bit more original than Have Heart was. Sure. I mm. loved Have Heart, but like I think Fiddlehead, you know, it's like Fiddlehead, it's easy. I feel like it's easier to throw like seaweed at Fiddlehead and Drug Church, and but it's really not. It's like uh-huh. Seaweed and Sam I Am. It's like, nah, you don't really know Seaweed and Sam I Am if that's what you think they sound like. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, those bands are kind of doing their own thing that I think, you know, That'll be the new landing spot for people that are like, I don't have it in me to do straight ahead hardcore anymore. Yeah. You know, instead of picking up an acoustic. 
<laughs> I'm yeah. gonna do my like melodic. You know, I, I feel like we're gonna see an uptick of of melodic hardcore adjacent uh, bands in for for older folks. Yeah, listen, everybody, send us a send us an email. Uh, with your thoughts on this, we've talked endlessly about should older guys get out of the way, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's people involved in these bands that uh, will tell you straight straight away. Uh, I I it's not that I don't want to do hardcore; it's that I feel like that's somebody else's space now. And I don't know if they're right. I do know that old dudes in hardcore bands often beclown themselves. That it's not always the best. You know, like to start, like to start in your hardcore band at, at 40, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard is what I would say. It's not impossible, but it's hard. Um, people don't, you know, we've talked to us. People want to see the reflection of who they are. And if the audience is 25, then, you know, you look a little, you look a little spent, but, uh, you know, let us know if, if, uh, if it's okay, if we all kind of migrate to, <laughs> It's a post hardcore. If that's okay, or if you're judging well, well, us, I'd be curious. I never really. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't get hung up on things people say, really. So I don't. I don't know if uh, you know. You can tell me if I'm whack. I don't give a shit. Let me know. I, I, I Tom, you identified a thing. I think there'll be people who <clears throat> go from. Uh, I don't know that I can do the angry, angry band anymore, but I want to have something that still has some rough edges. Um. I really like so let me let me do this. Hardcore adjacent is a really broad spectrum of sound, you know. I, I don't think we should have defined it earlier before everyone started using it. I know, but but it is it, you know what the amorphous nature of it exactly exactly the amorphous nature. But I think that it essentially is serving at least as this space in the same way that alternative served as a space in the nineties. Like there were a ton of bands under the blanket alternative label that sounded fucking nothing like each other. Sure. But I also, you know, like to me, this is all alternative revival. There's this undercurrent of it. Like Drug Church, I was trying to think about it, Patrick. Because to me, it's like, okay, so it's guitar-driven, a lot of post-hardcore influences, a lot of alternative rock influences, a lot of like some some like uh, spindly college radio, college rock stuff in the DNA, but maybe not at the forefront. But then also with a kind of with the pulsation of like all that said, hardcore energy can't be beat. And we're gonna push with that too. But I mean, you know, like I know for a fact you wouldn't you wouldn't step out there and be like, hey, this is Drug Church, the hardcore band. You, that's not that's not what drug church is, but you have a lot of the energy that comes with hardcore, and I, I think that's such a fascinating thing we're seeing is people going and doing exactly what you said, Tom. Going, hey, don't know if I can do the hardcore band anymore, but I do want to do something that has maybe some rough edges, has good energy, maybe does something different sonically, but we kind of step out of the space, and that's what post hardcore is. And where we're seeing it sonically land is this weird like. Alter- like, I wanted to shout out the Soul Blind record, which to me sounds a lot like Failure, um, the band, not the state of being, and the Fleshwater record, which feels very squarely like 90s, maybe early aughts, alty stuff. Um, and I think those are two pretty cool records. 
and they do something. They didn't make my top 10, but I was like, man, these are cool records by cool bands doing different things that are still kind of in this space, you know? For sure. Yeah, I mean, they're playing with hardcore bands, and yeah. So, anyways, um, why don't we just get started? Uh, Tom, why don't you kick us off, then Patrick, then me? Um, all right, these are kind of, I don't know, mine aren't necessarily in an order. Um, but all right, so I'll say this. Um, they're in some kind of order. How about that? Um, they're not in like worst to best, but so uh, probably my favorite record of the year is High Viz Blending. Mm. Talk um, about this one. I mean, this is one of the big ones. Like, I, I, the one thing I will say is there's a lot of records that made a lot of lists, and this one was really big. Tell me about this one. Well, before you do, Tom, yeah, where did you become familiar with this band? From the podcast, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, I just. I, I think they were because they were part of like the Chubby and the Gang Chisel crew, yep, like yep. to me. And they were like the 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 less oi punk version. And and like they were playing shows and like I heard people from from the UK talking about them. I was like, I should check this out. And this record is fucking awesome. I, I just asked because I, I think that Outbreak was uh, really crucial for them. Uh, getting the following over here because just so many. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it was. I mean, it was a band that was kind of buzzy, but a lot of us ignore buzz. But uh, after that set, people were just kind of locked in. But you, you, you're, you're no, that makes sense. early head. It's fine. Go on. I'm early. I'm early, but I was pre-summer. Um, yeah, I think you know. It, it, this is like what people are like. What does it sound like? I'm like, do you like like music from the UK? And they're like, yeah. I'm like. This is all of it together, but it's perfect. Like it's like, do you like how Johnny Marr plays guitar? Cool, because there's parts on here. Do you like the Cure? Good, because there's like bass lines that sound like the Cure. Do you like that? Like, but still very kind of punk and hardcore um, vocally. I, I I was I was shocked at how much um, I, I love this record. It's very very UK oh. in all the best ways. Yeah, I, I honestly I wanted to say that I I have listened to this record a bit. It feels so anglophile. Like like people who love the UK need this record. You know, it's just this is as British as it feels. <laughs> um, it's a cool record. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, like it just it's on days 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 days. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with days d a z e. But that'd be funny. Maybe they can uh, collab a crossover. Yeah, maybe like. Uh, you know, Jukai, Hyphus <laughs> collaboration record. There'll be some like chunky mosh parts on their next record. Um, I'm into it. True, good record. All right, Patrick. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna uh, Mia Koopa, uh, uh, Mia Culpa. This one uh, out the ass. Uh, I thought that the Eternal Sleep single was from 2022. Uh, they must have dropped it in December 2021. So I'm just gonna pay it forward and say that the new record, which has the songs on it is probably just as lit. So the ones that I was talking about were, uh, there above and against the wall, which, uh, you know, very, it's, it's what you would want from eternal sleep. Well, maybe not. If you, these were the, in my view, the most realized of the integrity feeling songs that the band had embarked on. Right. Like it's a band that kind of wears its integrity love on its sleeve. But they go in different directions. Yeah. 
And these songs felt very integrity, the idea <laughs> to me. And uh, the fact that they appear on the new record, I'm just going to say new record's a lock. Go listen to it. True. All right. Um, I'm going to just kick it with the Mind Force New Lords record. Um, no particular order on this. I guess I do have a favorite record, so I'll do that. But I have two favorites. But um, I love this Mind Force record. Um, we've talked about it enough, but uh, and I th- have a feeling at least one of you might also have it. But regardless, um, it is a sophomore LP. Um, these dudes are, are buddies, all that. I held off from hearing it till it was done, done and, and all that. And I wanted to give it the, like, this is a completed version. Um, and they pulled off something that I think is super rare where they actually went harder and faster with shorter songs, but also trying a few new things dynamically. Like there are a few more metal leads, but they're still, you know, mind force going to mind force. Um, and Jade did some lot more like melodic stuff and the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah different. Oh. Yeah, like so they they kind of did the digging that you want when you like a band's sound. Um, you want them to expand it, but sometimes the best way to expand it is by kind of tightening everything up, which is a funny thing to say. Um, and like unabashedly, I I loved Excalibur. But I really want to do the the listen side by side, uh, you know, sometime this next year when I've had time to like absorb them both and like let them both have time to marinate. Um, because New Lords just feels so tight and so, you know, it, it is so well defined um, that do you, even though I have sort of these like like longer standing emotional ties to the Excalibur material sure. uh, like new Lords is every bit as good. And uh, I think Tom, you said it, but we've, we've been hearing it from other places. This is like the mind force record for a bunch of people who are just checking out the band, you know? Um, so I, I think it's just an awesome, an awesome record that straddles eighties, New York hardcore, some nineties, New York hardcore, thrash metal some cues from other like even like look this is far from death metal but i think there's subtle cues in this that lead to the like not a death metal influence but like taking some notes from that and applying it to another form that you wouldn't hear like when you say oh it's death metal influence no 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 i wouldn't say that but there's little cues in there so um and that and, makes sense. And lo- and, like. Right, right. And and loads of loads of personality, which is the biggest thing. Like always with a hardcore band, if you are leading with personality and that's gonna show up on this list more than once, that resonates with me and kind of connects. So shout out to Mindforce New Lords. Fuck yeah. How do you want it? How should we do this if we have records? If you have that- an overlap, yeah. If we have if we overlap, say I got this one too, and then do do whatever you want to say on it and then go do your next record. Okay. Yeah. So I obviously co-sign on the mind force record. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the, what the, the second, it makes more, it makes sense. It's like, if you liked, if you liked Excalibur, this is that times 10 in terms of just like the guitar playing is even better. The drums, everything's better. And it's just more kind of feels like a more complete record. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's fucking great. So these dudes also, can do no wrong. Th- this, and also just how, how brief they may, they're so efficient with yeah, it. That's Sorry. 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 Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Uh, this Gravity one, is your friend. There's two records that are going to make all three of our lists. And this, this is one of them. Uh, it is, uh, to me, I think the, the, there's, I think you nailed it. There's a conciseness to this that makes it, you could not love it if you, if it's not your style of music, but I don't see how you could hate it. It doesn't overstay its welcome and it delivers, uh, exactly that type of music with really great efficiency. It's, it's just like when I, if I was to describe like a kind of no fat streamlined record that hits, it would be this. Boom. Boom. Tom next. All right. Um, I'm going to go, uh, inclination on, on altered perspective. Mm. On, uh, if you like nineties and two thousands hardcore, you will love this record. Um, the recording is incredible. All the performances are awesome. Um, I'm not saying this cause I sang on it, but <laughs> it's really, it's, I'm just really stoked that I got to be on that record. What's that uh, song, Tom? It's called Epidemic. It's the it's the right. first actual song. So it is an intro, very nineties like spoken word intro. Yeah, and then it's the first full song on the record. So Patrick, prime you, prime space. Yeah, Patrick, are you familiar with this track at all, or not? Not so much. Not so much. Thanks, Pat. Thanks Tom, for Tom is Tom is song down. this year. Pat can't. Tom is playing down. It's like the track on the record. Okay. So like it's the track. Anybody who's looking for the like, check out the song epidemic. It's it's the track. So anyways, Tom Tom doesn't have to say it, but his spot's pretty good. Good job. Anyway, well, thank you. I think the uh, decision song with with um, homeboy from One Step Closer and and Russell oh Magnus sure yeah yeah is also great. And that yeah. that's I think that's the last song. That sounds great song. right. It's a yeah, great record. Right. It's a very very good record. And like I feel like. Isaac just has a way. Isaac can just write a record. Mm. Like he just mm. has it. Like he's in that in that mode. So I think this record's fucking great. Yeah. And even if, you know, I'm I'm stoked. I got to be a part of it. Hell yeah! Shout out inclination. All right, Patrick. Uh, let's see. Okay, so what what would, what would be a shocker? What's a, what's not going to make either one? Of We're you? not looking at your list. So you 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 tell us. <laughs> Pat's not looking at this list either because he doesn't have one. No, no, no. It's just it's mixed up. He's looking with, at his iTunes. It's mixed up with everything else. <laughs> no, so he what he's looking at is his uh, media consumption list. So. Yeah, exactly. I've got a me- Tom. I got a media consumption list that's got all the video games, music, movies, comics, books, and television. <sighs> only only uh, a you fun can't idea. If, if, if <laughs> too many things in that brain, Tom. It's just it's just such a cluttered mind. So many things. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, can I do two that have like that are linked in some way in my mind? Sure, of course, of course, gonna, of course. There's there's no hard fast rules here, right? None. No. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, the uh, Meat Wave record. Uh, this is a band that has been around for a long time, but uh, Drug Church had the opportunity to do a few shows with. Uh, my bandmates were crazy about it. I did not necessarily know what to expect. I think it'd been a long time since I heard this band. Uh, it's it's a Chicago band that is obviously very indebted to Albini. Uh, all all the press says Hot Snakes, and I feel that. Uh, <laughs> but it is to me uh, way 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 more in the uh, you know touch and go or it, it's it's 
to me, it's quite different than that. Um, for people that uh, I saw that band chat pile was getting a lot of love. They put out a record that, that yeah. I really enjoyed this year. If you enjoyed that record, uh, the meat wave record, I think it's called malign hex, uh, w- would be one to check out. Um, it's again, if you, it, you know, I know Albini for our crowd is, um, kind of an arm's length, uh, phenomenon. Not too many people in our listenership, f- like feel Albini in their heart, unless they're guitar players, you know? Um, but this one I think could win you over. It's got a lot of, uh, yeah, to me, it's not, I don't know if it's better than, better than an Albini record, but it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's got more approachability in a way that I value. Um, and I like it, uh, and linked up with that in some way, just in the respect that it's uh, hardcore adjacent without meaning, um, kind of post hardcore necessarily is, uh, the band prize, uh, with, uh, celebrate. This. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I really like that prize material. Yeah, it, it it's like look for people again. This is touch and go. Maybe uh, 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 Amrep. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's uh, uh, if you like uh, laughing hyenas, yeah, this might be a record for you. Uh, but uh, let's say that you like the idea of laughing hyenas, but you want it from two dudes or from a, dude, it's a few dudes in your age range uh, who have a lot of uh, a lot of vim and vigor. Uh, this is a heavy record on, I think, not a heavy budget. And they pulled something off with this, and I was impressed. Hell yeah. So t- so two Shout adjacent records that are in a completely different adjacent way. Hell yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to do the uh, this record. I, I, I love Foreseen Untamed Force. Um, oh, sure. So, uh, so I'm... I have a very odd, like very specific place in my heart for the uh, Agnostic Front Cause for Alarm album. Um, possibly due to hearing it really early. Possibly because I like I love met- metal guitars, but I also want the speed of punk and hardcore. Um, possibly because, to be honest, I heard Agnostic Front Cause for Alarm, alarm before I heard like early Slayer or early Metallica. So to me, it's like one of my like, like I love thrash metal, but like, yo, I, I heard punk and hardcore first, you know, like I, I, of course I heard the fucking black album before I heard, you know, a hardcore record, right. but I, I didn't go back and hear kill them all. I didn't go, I didn't hear uh rain and blood. I didn't hear show you no, show no mercy. I, you know, anyways, um, foreseen is more thrash metal than new york hardcore undoubtedly but it has those elements of hey we are well versed in the classics of classics like i you know they they know their discharges they know they know their early 80s hardcore they know their mid 80s new york stuff they know their crossover stuff and they build a template upon that and thrash metal but it leans into punk and hardcore. I, f- I love it. I think this record uh, stepped up from their last record, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know if I would have put money on that before because I thought their last LP was really, really good. Um, but this one is great. Uh, I don't know if everyone's getting a chance to hear it. It is 
it also does a good job of playing with different tempos and uh you know like there's easy things to point out if you like you know like it's like oh obviously do you like power trip okay but it doesn't sound like power trip to me it sounds more is more chunkiness to it and a little bit blockier um but with a lot more a lot of the same kind of you know there's some a lot of slayer in this there's a lot of that early thrash metal and uh yeah just a huge fan so shout out to i think helsinki's finest um that sounds foreseen. right. Foreseen. So shout out Foreseen Untamed Force. Tom. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to save some that I know that some of us agree on. I'm going to go um, Combust Another Life. It's on my list too. <laughs> it's when someone's like, what's it like? I'm like, you know, 1989 Hardcore from New York. It's that. It's exactly that. So if you like outbursts, if you like killing time, if you like the late '80s uh, uh, New York hardcore, like post Best Wishes, yep. Right, well, have I got a record for you? Yeah, I like, you nailed it. Oh, yep. Really well done. There's like three or four like great hardcore songs on this that like yeah, I, I, I was are some thinking. of the best hardcore songs all year. This one completely fell off my radar after I listened to it and liked it and I did not get yep. back to it. This, this honestly could have made a list for me if I was more, if I took the time with it. It's uh, I thank you for reminding me about this record. Me, I think me and Tom, whether it was on the podcast or independently, we, I think we did talk about this record on the podcast. Um, we did. We definitely did. Yo, it's, it's a very good record and uh, it's like low key, maybe not gotten the shine it deserves. Tom nailed it. This is, um, this I don't compare many New York hardcore bands to Killing Time. Just flat out, I don't think it's fair because Killing Time, on Brightside, does such a unique thing sonically and their guitar sound on that record, and just some of their progressions. And I'm not saying Combust doesn't do all that, but they tune into some of the guitar stuff in a really interesting way here. And I thought it was really cool, and it's cool because. Uh, New York hardcore is not a, a, it is not a mind that is uh, lacking for act picks or, or axe pickers, you know, right? Like there's a lot of people going to the mind. Combust went to the other side of it and they, uh, they found some different material to, to mine for. So um, I think this record's great. I actually think the production on it's awesome. Um, I, and so for the people out there, if you haven't heard this, Listen to everything Tom said. He's right. 1989 New York. Production-wise, I would have put it on the uh, Where the Wild Things Are comp-wise. Comp. Energy-wise, I would have put it on the New Breed comp. <laughs> um, but the production is really good. This is the flip side of the Ikulu LP coin. Um, yes. Sonically, they sound very different. But but um, but it should. If you like the Ikulu record, you should give this one a shot. And, and, you know, you might hear, there might be someone listening to this who hears us making reference to all this 80s New York hardcore, blah, blah, blah. Yo, it's, it's fresh. It feels, it feels alive. And that's, that's one of the things I think that Akulu did and the Kabust deserves the shot to do too is win over new ears who aren't necessarily hearing like, oh, it sounds like 80s New York hardcore. I have to listen. Yo, it's, it's got its own energy. And I think uh, even for, for somebody would just, purely looking for what's going on right now this this deserves a spot at the dinner table crisp 
Did right, you get a little second wind or what we got? You good? Well, yeah, let's let's keep the party going. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, we just talked. We just talked. We talked uh, combust. Com- talk combust. I said, Tom, give us another one. That was mine. I know. And oh, I get to go again. You got. You yeah, get to you go again. You, doubles you, up because I think yeah, you you have a bunch, you know. So I do. Slide you in. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. Um, terror, pain into power. Oh mm. wow. I think um, one of their best records in a long time. If you like, bre- it's it. If you like brevity, this is the I record do. for you. Pat, have you like uh, give this like an honest listen? I will. No, I have not. I will though. You you've been singing this one's praises since it dropped, and you you are a terror appreciator, not a terror head. So for right. for you to just jump out and immediately say this is a very strong hardcore record. It means something to me, Tom. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I, I trust your judgment. It's, wow. uh, it's literally just an oversight that I haven't spent time with it. And it's 10 and Tom, times, 18 minutes. And Tom, the word on the street is a lot of people, and this is interesting. It's really interesting the way this thing works. A lot of people have said this is the, their favorite terror record since lowest to low. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's got that vibe, like that, like sort of. Every song is just fucking fast and heavy and hard from the from the get go. Ten songs, eighteen minutes, man. Yeah, hard to beat. Yeah, maybe maybe you just leave it at that. That's right. All right, uh, Patrick, go. I just want to say regarding terror. Here, here, here's a for the younger bands that uh, might admire terror. Uh, here's what it is: if you if you've got a riff, you've got a song, and uh, mm-hmm. knowing when to get in and get out is what makes your song great. So uh, if it is, as Tom said, just a uh, wham, here, here's the best part. Wham, here's the best part. Song's over. It's a great record. Uh, shout out to Terror, who I uh, did not listen to, but I will. Okay, for me, uh, I, 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 this is like such a fucking hypocrisy for me, and I apologize. Uh, when talking about what I would consider old guy shit or shit from a certain era. I, I try to keep it brief to not date myself. Right. Because I, I think that mm. we never want to be the, the podcast that's squarely looking backwards, but every once in a while, as is the case with terror, there there's a uh, long lived bands who release some really great work and uh, talking about kind of your experience with them uh, if somebody's not with the band, if they're like, "Oh, that's th- those fellows are too old for my taste," then I I look like I'm caught in in the uh, in that uh, Pompeii explosion as well, you know. Mm. Uh, but the Caven record this year was the best Caven record in a long, long time, and that's tricky to talk about because uh, they're down a, a, a member who really really mattered. He really mattered, yeah. And so it's almost bittersweet that I should say this, uh, but this is the most consistent cave-in record since their metalcore days, or since Jupiter at least, right? Uh, And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This record is likable. Uh, when it's heavy, it's heavy. Uh, when it's hooky, it's hooky. And there's enough. Uh, th- I, this sounds like such fucking faint praise and I apologize, Kevin. There's not a moment of embarrassing bullshit on it. And that's I, 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 this touchy subject again, but I know that's not, it's just not easy for musicians who came in, up in an era to not betray the era all the time. It's hard. I mean, even, even uh, you know, bands that we think of as, as uh, massive successes, huge bands or whatever, they eventually hit this space where it's, it's a bit familiar because we're all familiar with the time, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. the time that that band kind of formed and, and what makes their uh, musical DNA. I just felt that this brought in new influences, circumvented any, any accusation of old guy shit, although the influence is classic rock. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not, the, not exactly <laughs> young guy shit, but it's just, I really thought that this was a strong, strong addition to their catalog. And one that again, sorry for the potential disrespect, one that I just wasn't expecting. So shout out to the cave in with the record heavy pendulum. Yeah. This is a record you've recommended to me and I'm actually, I wanted to give time to give the true fair shake and I need to, because I'm like very curious about it. So shout out, Uh, Bob, this is like a, you know, headphones in the backyard sort of shit. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Um, I'm going to go, let's do, so I have to combust. Um, I'm going to do the, uh, I'm going to do two records and back to back just for the, the compassion pacing animal 12 inch, oh, yeah. uh, on convulse. Um, really like the compassion demo. Uh, I think it's demo 20, uh, is that 2019? Maybe, um, this is power violence. Uh, but it's so, I, I while listening to it, you know, the last, last time I listened to it, just kind of, doing the polish as I had it on my list. I was like, power violence is interesting because I think the first wave of it had what would by, by now standards, it would be a kind of like, um, stunted palette. Like it was just what they were taking from was a shallower pool than what, what now a band like compassion has access to. Um, and that's true for a lot of power violence stuff from post, I don't know, post 2000 something. Um, because you get a different type of dirging, you get a different type of heavy um, where it's like, oh, okay. Like when the, when crossed out comes out, they don't have, they have some metal stuff to pull from. Obviously they have the classic eighties punk and hardcore stuff, but they're just trying to accelerate that to a, a really blistering fast pace that creates a heaviness even in just in the speed. But with compassion is a great example. I think, you know, Patrick, you talked about with regional justice center a lot. Um, and I actually don't think RJC and compassion sound much alike there. There's obviously some parallels, but to me, they don't sound much alike. Um, but what regional justice center was really notable from, from your perspective was that they took in outside influences and they were willing to play with the template a bit for a power violence sound, you know? Um, 
And I think compassion uh, is more squarely in the in the template, but really lets a lot of different influences seep in, and that's why it gets like when 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 that this record gets hard and heavy, it is hard and very heavy. So uh, I think if you haven't checked it out, Pacing Animals, it's a great twelve inch. It's awesome. So uh, blazes through. Um, and on the other side. I want to shout out the Brain Tourniquet 7-inch. Um, I think it came out on Iron Lung, I think. Is it Iron Lung or was it Pink? Um, but uh, it's their second self-titled 7-inch. came out this year. For the fast of the fastest, I think this is the best that it gets. I think this is as good as it gets. Um, but again, they still start pulling in a few different ways. I think when I was listening to this record again on the, the final brush up, I was like, oh, like there's stuff on here that's, you know, what song is it? I think it's the third song on here. It's on Iron Lung, yeah. Um, yeah, the song, the song Sanctuary to me sounds like a power violence song that's influenced by Poison Idea. It has just the touch touch of this like more rockin' guitar than you would normally attribute, but it's still squarely like a fast, fast song. So um, yeah, I, I love this record. It's no surprise this makes the list, but uh, I low-key think this has been a good year for the fast, fast hardcore. Um, and I'm pretty sure Brain Tourniquet has a an LP coming out on Iron Lung in the next year. So stoked for that too. Okay. Tom. Brain tourniquet. How Brain I feel tourniquet. right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Am I back? Am I in? You're, you're in. Like, Tag you're it. In. Um, let's see. I'm going to have one that I think I'm going to share with Pat. Mm. You know what? No, I'm going to go with one that I may share with all three. Uh, okay. All three of us. You do. End it. Unpleasant living. Yeah, you yep. do. This is the t- this is one of the two along with Mind Force. It's like just it's it's undeniable. Uh, every list, uh, yo, um, because Mind Force is a return champion, right? Yeah. This is like when when Jordan was winning MVPs, when LeBron was winning MVPs. Right now, Nikola Jokic won back to back MVPs and is putting up crazy numbers. Almost no chance he wins a third MVP in a row. Though there's a chance. Um, yeah, but when Jordan was winning MVPs. There was a year where they just gave it to Carl Malone because, like, eh, there was voter fatigue. So, yo, no, no dismissal. This end of year record, I think, is the hardcore record of the year. I think that's just fair. like the straight up hardcore, hardcore as it gets. This is so much fucking personality. But Tom, I'm gonna let you go in. I'm gonna stop talking. Um, it's very, very Baltimore. Um. Yeah, it's 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 got a it's got a lot of New York in it too. I think it's it's just it's it's a really really well done record, and it's it could really apply uh, it could really pop for different people. Like it could be, you know, if you like mosh, it's got mosh. If you like more straight ahead hardcore stuff, like they're they're just you know they fit in with playing with sheer terror, and they fit in playing with the chisel as much as they fit in playing with you know whoever pain of truth or something like i feel like they fit in perfectly with like what's going on in hardcore um live they're great um you know akil's singing voice is incredible like i don't know if, if everyone if 
Hopefully you've been lucky enough to see them or you'll see them in 2023. He usually leans off the set with like an acapella version of a song. And it's usually fucking fantastic. So yeah. I can't recommend this record high enough, highly enough. It's it's fucking great. And live, it's they're fantastic. Uh, I think I, I might have made this comp on here. I said it sounds somewhere to me like Leeway and Burn had a, a project band, but then even more personality. Um, my uh, friend of the podcast, um, Jeff D'Agostino, actually pointed out that uh, the singer of End It sort of sounds like the singer of Hyrax, the metal band. And I was like, oh, and I, I had it had been a long time since I listened to Hyrax. By the way, Hyrax is pretty fucking great. Um, the, the record Not Dead Yet is awesome. Like, if you like the, the current wave of like thrash metal, hardcore, hybrid punk stuff, <laughs> check out Hyrax. It's some really good shit. But he does, he has kind of that. <sighs> But Nikhil has so much more. He has so much of his own personality, and I think, um, yeah, like the Baltimore, Baltimore might have a hardcore dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you hear TUI in this. <laughs> yeah, point. yeah, but you you hear TUI, but you hear enough of its own thing that you go, damn, good for them. So uh, serving Baltimore well. All right, is that my turn? Your turn. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go with one that may not have made your lists. Uh, that's AIDS, The Road to Nuclear Holocaust. Mm. Uh, this record, obviously, I checked it out because it's called AIDS. The band is called AIDS, and I'm I'm like an edgy <laughs> little boy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And everything about it had kind of an appeal to me. Um, they they stole the, skull, the, the skull from uh, uh, Welcome to crime city or whatever for one design element. And the other design element is just a really rudimentary kind of stylized nuclear bomb going off. And I was fascinated by the whole thing because uh, I think I'm confident that this band is probably Scandinavian or whatever, but who respectfully, I, I didn't know anybody who's still afraid of, of nuclear uh, Holocaust. Um, that doesn't mean it's not a valid concern. <laughs> it just means that uh, there's a couple things that used to be present in punk and hardcore that I just don't hear very much anymore. So I was really fascinated and I gave it a listen and I really, really like it. It's uh, you know, you could, you could call it crust, I guess uh, blanket, but it's got, uh, they obviously know what a modern recording studio is. And while it doesn't sound heavy necessarily, it has a lot of electronic elements, and I know that that is not a great sell the way I just put that. But imagine, hmm. imagine if uh, all these bands that do harsh noise as part of their hardcore thing uh, didn't do harsh noise; they just did uh, kind of the the effects uh, that you would find interesting. Uh, and because uh, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but I, I find that type of thing oftentimes to be a, a cop out. I, I don't think it has a ton of uh, a ton of merit in most, um, most hardcore ish songs. Right. And, uh, but this is just, this is, this is just driving and then gets weird. And, uh, if you remember earlier in the year, I, uh, I visited that tower seven record, which I, I liked, mm. but I didn't love yep. because it was, it was, um, just a, like a touch too in the pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, this, uh, dives out of the pocket occasionally. 
and uh, I found a lot to like in it. And it's it also is just deranged. It's called AIDS, you know. So uh, shout out to AIDS. Shout not out the, to not the deadly virus, but this fucking band. Not, not the deadly virus. Shout out to AIDS, the band. <laughs> All right, uh, my turn. All right, um, uh, the oh, man. How do you follow up AIDS? Um, Syndrome eighty one. Uh, prisons imaginaries, imaginaries. I mean, look, my French isn't very well good. Um, also on mine. Awesome, awesome, awesome record that I had kind of really fallen in for. Uh, shout out to uh, an old homie, Jared, who who was listening to it, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And um, yo, I, I don't people who like music and listen to music share that stuff, post it on your Instagram story, or whatever. Um, that's one of the coolest ways to hear stuff and you might find something you love that you didn't know. So shout out. Um, really interesting kind of, uh, this is street punk oyish stuff, but, but filtered through um, like post-punk heavy post punk. Yeah. Heavy post punk yeah. sound. And, um, and sort of one of those things I was like, I don't know. And it just, it is dynamic. It doesn't lean too dark, but it also doesn't, lean too um uh, anthemic for me um but it is almost instantly memorable and a really uh, uh, maybe the best palette cleanser record um if you if you're looking for something to kind of uh, now for something completely different but you still kind of love punk music i think this is a great record um and uh yeah like uh, sometimes at times in my life I've found a disconnect with music that isn't you know that I can't touch the lyrics but with this record I, I actually uh, really have been intrigued by by French and uh, I think it sounds really nice together with this music so shout out Tom you also had this one yeah this is also on it yeah um, I probably found it in the last quarter of 2022 so I might be a new jack to this um but like what Bob said, it's kind of street punk oi, but like with a post-punk sort of like guitar sheen over it. Um, it's in French, so it sounds nice. Um, yeah, I literally know nothing about this band. I just know that I love this record. Yeah, you know, they've, they've been around for a minute. Have I think they have a couple other releases. Uh, digging, I didn't, it was just this record's awesome. And I'm kind of curious to see where they go. You know, sonically, we talk about it. We talk about the two things. Uh, I want them to go heavier into the post-punk thing because, you know, I think we've talked about uh, the Blitz, Blitz Second Empire Justice record, um, which is good, but is almost cooler than it is good if you, I, I, I like it a lot and I want to love it, but I don't totally because it doesn't totally have the tracks, but um, there's these really subtle song writing cues that continue over from the you know um from the blitz lp from voice of a generation to second empire justice which was released one year later it's crazy and i would love to see where this band takes their sound next so i, I always like that feeling um Tom. they'd be a wonderful tour with high viz i think they're oh oh that's a fun one man european invasion like uh the uk and france unite uh, against the american audience let's get it I'm into it. All right. Uh, you, you're up, Tom. All right. Uh, let's see. I got 
What, what do I got here? I have five. Jesus. Yeah, I got a ton more. All right. So let me do, uh, I'll do two. Go. I'm going to go um, that skinhead, skinhead EP that Closed Casket put out recently, this year. Mm, shout out. You guys on yours, Pat? some good shit. Mm. Oh. So, yeah. So the record that, that Closed Casket put out uh, had the first recording that Skinhead did, and then these are new songs. It's fucking really, really, really well done. Very catchy. Lyrics are frightening and funny. <laughs> um it's just, it's just really it's it's such a f- great fun listen. So I would I highly recommend it. Um, and then I'm gonna go for another one that may only be on mine because there's one that I know I share with Pat. But I'm gonna go for um, Age of Apocalypse Gr- Grim Wisdom. Mm. Also on closed casket. Um, they're the best at the style of music. I think. Um, I think it's 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 a great starting point for them, and I. I look forward to see what like they keep you know what they do in the in the future, um, but yeah, if you like life of agony, if you like um, only living witness, if you like twitching tongues, if you like yeah. um, mind force in in the guitar mm-hmm. piece, yeah, know, yeah, um, with with um, someone who's like singing, singing rather than yelling. Um, I think this record's great, and I think it's it's just the beginning. Um, yeah, and I, I I look forward to what they do in the future. A friend of mine once asked uh, if <clears throat> he sent me some music. I was like, "Yo, can how how does this sound? Is this is this my vo-? like you know? It was it was kind of like you know it sounded good. It was really really the best possible version. It's like I don't know. Can I? My question was like, "Hey, can you pull seventy five percent of this off live?" And they're like, "Yeah, I think so." And I was like, "Then you're fine. You're good." Age of Apocalypse, fella. He pulls off 100% of this live. Yes, like 110. <laughs> and, you know, typically this isn't my my boat for the hardcore, et cetera, realm. But he's impressive. And I think it's impressive on record. And it is. It's it's so fascinating to see where they'll go for their next record, too. Um, because sonically, they could go, they could go more, they could go more metal. I could see more double bass stuff. I could see... I could see singier. I could see more like it's just uh, it's cool. Um, and big year for the Hudson Valley. Really cool. Uh, yo, here's my question for you, Hudson Valley. Let's see a few more new bands. You got some Titans on the block. You got Mind Force. You got Age of Apocalypse. You've got Soul Blind. What's next? Let's see a few more. You got it. Let's go. This is this is where this is the making a scene moment. This is the thing I will say to any of these other burgeoning scenes you see everywhere. What's the next wave? What's the next few things? And can you sustain and make it? Because man, you could do a show that people would travel to in the Hudson Valley with only Hudson Valley bands, and that's gnarly. Hell yeah! So shout out. Um, and did you have another? Why well, skinhead? Oh, you did skinhead and yeah, that's our closed casket rock rock block. Patrick, you're right. I didn't even do that intentionally, but yes. Hell yeah. Patrick. Uh it, it's again, I'm weird with the fake compliments that sound like fucking insults. Uh I didn't know what to expect from uh the Flex record. Uh in my head. It's on my list. In my head, oh no shit. We got a little crossover. 
in my head, it was not nearly as heavy as it turned out to be. Uh, I don't know why that was. I don't know why I was laboring under that misconception. Uh, but this record has some really fucking hard parts on it. And well, I, I mean, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I think at base, the base version of this record is like early 80s Boston exclaim hardcore. But it's a hell of a lot nastier and harder, like you said, than the source material. And I think that's what makes this record stand out and be a record that's on my list too. Yeah, it's it, it's uh I I just like when I'm surprised and I again, it I don't know if that sounds like a fucking insult, but I was I was just surprised. I was like, "Oh shit, it's beating me up." I like it. <laughs> in, <laughs> so, in, stuck with in the in the punk hardcore world, Flex is like they're not a new name to the game like there was an no, expectation for this record, you know? It's been like 10 years or some shit. Like, it's, <laughs> it's been, been a minute. It's been, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a minute. But I'm like, but in a maybe a different form of surprise, I went in being like, ah, could this record be as good as, as I'm hearing it is? And I was like, oh, shit, it is. It's better. It's better. Like, um, it's, it's better. It's a great, great record. Um, like I said, I hear a lot of... I hear a lot of the Boston sound. Um, I think if you like Rival Mob, you should love this. Uh, I think it's they don't sound the same, but you're pulling the same boat. Uh, I'm trying. There's a couple others. That first Boston Strangler LP feels more on the choke end, and this gives me a lot more uh, DYS, um, yeah. especially the song Beachwood Terrace. It's just like it feels just like like DYS song, but but a little grimier, a little gnarlier, like just like a nasty version of early 80s Boston hardcore. So, yeah, this record's awesome. Chewing gum for the ears. Cool title for a record, too, by the way. It is. And I, I, think, that, I think that that's all the records that I wrote down. But uh, maybe yeah. you guys will trip over one that I also agree with. All right. <laughs> Have to get like a 12-year-old. Like, I like the cover when I went to the record store. Patrick came I mean, with his. You know what? I want Patrick deserves uh, when when he gets flacked, he gets flacked. He deserves credit. He did a great job, Patrick. Fantastic thank work. Thank you so much, Tom. I expect your apology in writing. And uh, let's keep going. I apologize for shit. I'm just saying, Pat was like, I like AIDS. I like chewing gum for the ears. I like um, anything that's. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't like anything that's like straight ahead hardcore. Uh, he, 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 he hit end it. He hit end it. Yeah, and there there is some. I got to admit, though, at this at like this turn in my life, anything that is remotely provocative, I go, ooh, let me put that. Let me prioritize that above that which is not provocative, just because I need the thrills, man. You know what I mean? I just need like give me something, give me something new and original. I get it. Um, All right, uh, PK Allen over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, uh, this is an early 2022 release uh, that has. Done uh, a wonders for this little band from uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut. Um, anxious little greenhouse. Um, I think this is an awesome record. Uh, I think they found their voice a little bit. I think they were on their way, but now they're a band that anyone who likes, you know, the popular. Um, emo run for cover style stuff like I think if you would ask this band 
even a couple of years ago, being on run for cover would have been like, that's, that's apex. That's what we want to do. We, you know, we love what that label did. It's not, you know, like they, they would, that was an aspiration. And, um, I now think this is a catalog piece for run for cover. This is an awesome, like a defining record for them. This is one of the big ones, I think. And I think it deserves a lot of attention. Um, I think it has its own personality. Uh, I don't think this is a title fight light thing, but clearly if you like stuff like title flight, clearly if you like stuff like turnover, like early turnover material, um, you should check this out. I think <clears throat> they take some, you know, Tom, you referenced some of that like 2000s emo stuff. They have hints of that on this record, but it's very subtle and it's just kind of in the mix. They have those like 90s, some Sam, I am, etc. There's uh, the saves the day stuff, but it's never, it's not overt. And it's, um, you know, I, I would venture to say this band has a possibility of being like, like what if American football had been the leader in the clubhouse in the late nineties, like scene of this, of the emo world. You know what I mean? Like that record meant a lot, but they never, they were never like the touring act on it. You know, like they, they played out a bit, but it was never, that world wasn't what it is now. Right. Um, right. And I, I think that what anxious did with this record is really impressive. I think it's a great record. Um, not necessarily speaking, to the masses who've already heard it because <laughs> there's a lot of people who already know this record. But if, if this is past your radar because you're into the harder stuff or into faster stuff, or you're just very selective with the popular stuff, I would say give this, a, this record a chance because it is more mature than a lot of their contemporaries or peers. And that makes it stick out in the way that stuff like jets to Brazil, like uh, Texas, the reason did, um, like Quicksand did from the post-hardcore world. There's a bunch of other stuff in the post-hardcore world that I think is really good, but Quicksand had a few intangible qualities, both in the songwriting and lyrical content that made it stand out. And I feel the same way about this anxious record. And, you know, these are dudes who I'm pretty tight with, so you can grain of salt that all you want. There's a lot of bands I'm really tight with who I don't heap this kind of praise on, and they deserve it. Uh, everybody should hear the song Call From You. And hopefully, at some point, Run For Cover does a deluxe reissue of this LP with the demo session of this that they did, which is awesome in kind of this different way that has like this just like, oh, shit, wait, you just went into a like practice space and recorded this kind of high level, you know? And it sounds really good, but you did it one take. So there's just this all more frenetic energy on this recording. God damn. So go listen to the song Call From You and uh, you can thank me later. That was also on my list and I agree 100%. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. All right. Um, Tom, you're up. Oh, boy. And then I only right, have yeah. one more. I only have one more. Oh, dude. <laughs> I know. That anxious record. That anxious record is my favorite record on this list but i want to note the end it record is probably my favorite just straight up hardcore but there's the last straight up hardcore here it is this is a 12 inch 
but the last record is uh, has my favorite hardcore material of the the year. So that's the teaser. The the like after this. So Tom, give us a couple. Do you do you want to do some like quick hits and then hit a few big ones or what? You know what? I have like four, one, two, three, four. I got four like adjacent slash indie rock ones. Hit them. Let's do those right Try now. Try them out all at once. Yeah, let's Hang do it now up. and we can talk about it. All right. Um, have you listened to Ethel Kane, Preacher's Daughter? No. no. What's it about? It's fucking fantastic. Uh, her voice is incredible. Um, it's depressing, slow music with piano. And I'm into that. Mm. Okay. So Ethel I highly Kane. recommend that. That made a bunch of lists. Um, the Betts, Expert in Dying Field. Uh, a very, very good record. I really like this one. Bob put me on to the bets on the previous record. Yeah. I remember you sent it to me like, I think you'd like this. And I was like, Bob, Bob knows me. <laughs> yeah. And this, fucking great. and this one's better than the last one. It really is. It's just a great fucking rock record. Yep. Um, maybe Pat's neighbors. They live maybe in the same Pat's continent. That's that right. They're, they're, you know what? I think they might be, uh, they're East coast Australians. And is Pat West coast? He's, he's, a, yeah, he's a West coast. Um, what else? I got uh, the Camp Cope record on Run for mm. Cover. I love that record. Yeah, um, I think it's great. Uh, and then, I mean, I think people know Camp Cope. If you don't, it's sort of like indie rock kind of. It's just really, really good. Lyrics are are really good. Pretty sardonic on a lot of stuff. Um, fun, very, clever, fun, clever wordplay yeah, for sure. Very twenty twenty two. You know, stuff about texting and stuff, which is always fun to hear as an old person. Um, it's not like, you know, all the songs I listened to growing up was like I was on the payphone, you know, <laughs> outside my Mazda or whatever the fuck. And now it's like, you know, <clears throat> I love that. Song. Now it's like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's like 17 Bruce Springsteen songs. But this is like, hey, I'm waiting for you. My, your text is green. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, 2022. And um, a record that that. Uh, made a bunch of lists. I was happy to see that uh, we met we met the the person who wrote this record and played on this record at the live uh, show when we did in in LA. Um, have you listened to Absent Father? Oh yes, I have. It's fucking excellent. It's, Wait, um, we met this this person. That's awesome. Yes, this is a cool was, record. We yeah, talked. Yeah. You know what? Because someone was like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" or something, and I mentioned. I think it was like Lucy Dacus and and uh, and Julian Baker because I was going to see Julian Baker the next week, next day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like struck up a conversation and like you know, you know, just kind of about hardcore and about you know those bands and stuff like that. Never mentioning that she had this like record like coming out like soon thereafter that was like completely in my fucking wheelhouse. It's like this is gonna sound strange. It's like country, but sort of. Um, it's it's uh, what do you call it? what's the um I'm blanking on the Americana shoe shoe, oh, oh, oh no that's a good way right 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 yeah um I think it's shoe really it, shoegaze with the twang yes um if that sound it if either of those things sound interesting you should definitely check out this record I was super impressed by it great lyrics great melodies um <clears throat> and I was way into it and uh, then. On, uh, uh, real quick on that one, I want to say that I think Patrick, uh, worth you checking this out, um, and a a hey, actually, 
this would be a good one for a future drug church mixed bill tour is having absent father mm. do it a slot. So, yes. Yeah. And then a Jace, but it's not really a Jace, but I guess it might be a Jace to hardcore. <clears throat> a band that we talked about that I brought up maybe a year and a half ago mm. when we're going through the death wish. Um, maybe it was through their distro or, or maybe it was, they were on a label that death, death, that death wish had like the exclusive like distro rights too. Mm-hmm. They just put out a record. Um, fr- they're from the Nevada, maybe Las Vegas area. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Spirit World. Oh sure, sure, sure. So they put out a record called Death Western. That is fucking great. It's metal. It's definitely like big room metal. Mm. It gives. It's a lot of Slayer. Some Slipknot to it to to my ears. A lot of integrity. The huh, band, interesting. yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think <clears throat> for for and this and and this is not meant to be mean in any way. They have a vision for this band, or this Stu, the singer, has a vision for this band mm. that either you're all in on, or you're like. <sighs> <laughs> you're like i'm good yeah yeah okay all right but like i at least like that's i like singular vision like that okay yeah and I, it's awesome and it's and i think i got friends that hate this and it's like it it speaks to exactly what tom's saying it's like you are either in or out <laughs> like if you listen to the record in a vacuum you're like this is fucking sick it's like heavy hard, metal hardcore like this yeah. you it's really really well done but it's like the record cover if like it reminds me of Red Dead and Redemption, the video game. Oh, ooh, ooh. now we're talking about so language. So there's a, there's a very there's a cowboy element to it. There's like a western element to it. So like if you saw the band with no music playing, and like without them like you know playing heavy music, you'd be like, oh, this is like a country band. Like they play like in Nashville, like on Beale, on whatever Beale Street or whatever. The fuck yeah, yeah. Name. Not Beale Street, whatever. The no, name. Beale Street is Memphis. Yeah, walking Memphis, in Memphis. Memphis. That's right. Come on, ten feet of the beal. Uh, <laughs> Yo, is that a good? Uh, real quick, is that a good song or a bad song? Great song, T- Patrick. Strong song. It's Pat, great. It's it's singer. actually like kind of awful, but it's awesome in every way about it. So, Pat, can you name the singer? He's got the most standard. Doesn't stand out for a rock guy name ever. Uh, of of what? Walking in Memphis. Singer of Walking in Memphis. Oh, um. But no, do you no. really feel the way? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite familiar with the soft rock classic. Mark Cohn. But I, I, uh, I do not know the singer. Mark Cohn. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Mark Cohn's uh, larger body of work. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so I, but they do the, they dress like in like country outfits. I, I forget what the name of the the type of suit it's called, um, but they do that. So, like, I think hardcore people would probably be like, "I don't know about this." I feel like metal folks would be like, "I'm into it." True. All right. Because I mean, metal people are a little bit more of a gimmick, but uh, if if they're all in, God bless. Um, I mean, think about like I mean, there's other. We've had friends that have done like gimmick, like walk on outfits and stuff. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you put them in front of a metal crowd, and the metal crowd is like lapping it up. 
I mean, look. Tom, but you put you put them with no warning, and people are like, "What are you doing?" I, I back anything from Vegas, and I also feel like uh, they might not be. They might be like Reno, but like they're they're definitely in the desert. You know, I take Nevada jump. I was, was going to hand up Nevada jump. Nevada jump fifteen spots on my state list this year. So, uh, shout out to to anything from Nevada. We're in. Yeah, it, here's my thing. This just the irritation factor that people feel at like the outfits and shit. Because I don't know the band's music yet, it's all fun. You know what I mean? And if I like the music, it'll give me more reason to to, to kind of just uh, be a defender. So uh, consider me in. I'm a Spirit World fan. Pat, listen to the record. I think you'd really, really, really enjoy it. It's really well done. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I heard the one before this. I, I, There's I'm, Pagan Rhythms was the one before this, which is the one that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, because it was kind of like I don't know anything about this, and like. And we were talking about how weird, like metalcore, and it's it's weird because it's like, are these metal dudes that know hardcore like parts, or are these hardcore kids playing metal? We found out who it was, Stu from Folsom, like so he's obviously a hardcore guy, but like it was like in a vacuum, it's so hard to to, to differentiate like whether it's like Slayer playing punk parts, or is it Earth Crisis playing Slayer parts, right? You know, but I, I this record is actually really, really, really good. And just listen to it in a vacuum. Don't look, you know, don't get mad that they're wearing like cowboy outfits. Just listen to the record in and of itself. And it's a very, very, very good metal slash hardcore record. All right. I'm in. Uh, shout out to the uh, quick uh, thing the the Barry's High Flying Man record that came out this year awesome really really good record um, yeah, uh, continuing much. a very good discography uh, quick shout out to uh, Invocation uh, with the uh, record uh, Clarion Call uh, it might be a demo honestly I don't know I think I listened to it on Bandcamp but it, it, uh, it's uh, Krishna Core and it's of the Krishna Core that I've heard recently it's probably the most loyal to the sound. Uh, it's up for debate if that's good or bad. You know what I mean? Like, is that too, is that, you know, is that cosplay? I, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the kids all have hmm. like Bakta in their names and shit. So uh, it, it, I, it seems probably not, probably not cosplay in most respects. Um, I just thought that it was an interesting thing to exist in 2022. And uh, yeah. the, fact that it, the fact that it was uh, pretty good at what it attempted made me happy. Named after a 108 song. Yeah. Oh, oh they, yeah. they cover Killer of the Soul. I like Ooh. that. All right. Which um, is a little on the nose, but we'll, we'll let it live. I think, I, think <laughs> they're, uh, I think they're California dudes. I don't know. Interested to see what they do with it, if they do anything with it, because that's the kind of thing where I think if it goes from project to actual thing and, and they're good and they're good at what they do, sometimes cool stuff comes out of it, especially that kind of as a root starting point, you know? Yeah. Hey, we want to do a thing that's like this. Oh, we we did a thing like this and we're good at it. Where else does this go? That can be interesting. Sure. Um, all right. My favorite, uh, my last on my list is uh, Gel Cold Brats Shock Therapy Split 12-inch. Mm. Um, yes. So I'm going to talk about Gel after this. But the Cold Brats side, Cold Brats hardcore punk band from Roma- Romania, from Bucharest, Romania. Nice. Andrew Tate. Um. So this is one of those weird things uh, that I found in equivalency, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just proximity, familiarity, all that stuff. But um, in a way, this gel cold breath split um, is heavily kind of lopsided towards gel, but 
But when you flip it over and you're like, wait, this is actually very, very good too. Um, Cold Brats remind me of sort of the best bits of classic Italian punk and hardcore, like Wretched, uh, Negazione, um, Indigesti even a little bit. Uh, so it's um, got this manic feeling to the vocals, kind of frenetic. The guitar feels, has that looseness to like just going fast and almost feels like it's going to fall apart, but it doesn't. Um, really, really good. Really, really good stuff. So shout out to Cold Brats. I think this is a good record. Gel. Um, the riff on the first song, which I think is Mental State, um, they open with a riff that is so goddamn big. Um, and the only thing that makes this not just straight up my favorite, like this is the best hardcore record that came out this year, in my opinion, is that it's a split. Uh, so splits are hard, you know, whatever. But um, it has all the personality that was coming off from their demo to the seven inch. Um, but they're getting very, very good at what they do. Uh, there's connective tissue between the songs in the song. You know, the way that uh, the first song opens, there's some cues into the second song. It's fast, hardcore punk. Um, Sammy, the vocalist, is getting even better. And I think there's sort of a, a confrontational nature to their vocals that is awesome and kind of it's palpable in the way you feel it. It's kind of like pushing out there. And um, yeah, I just, I really liked Violent Closure. I really did. I thought it was a very good record. It probably made my list for last year. I can't totally remember, but I think it did. And they were better in that way that when you hear something, you have to restart the track and go, wait a second. Did I hear that? That's like a big ass riff. Wow. Um, And in my head with no, direct knowledge i believe they're working for you know towards a full length and it's one of those moments where material on a an ep or a split increases your excitement and i think this is an awesome record a must hear not just if you like fast hardcore not if you like you know like yo look this this is one of those like if you like hardcore or punk music this is a band you have to check out enough said Great record. Can't wait for them. Can't wait to get a full length out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the next um, thing is going to be a monster. And, and the, this is a thing that we've continued to reverberate on. Um, the success they've had, the live show performance and presence. There's a confidence building that, yo, if you don't like that in your music, you're a coward. It is awesome, especially in your aggressive music. Uh, and I'm not t- on some macho thing. I'm talking about that confidence and push and like confidence in yourself and your abilities. And everybody in jail should feel that because they aren't just like crazy good live, but now on recording, it's like, oh, oh, damn. Okay. All right. I see what you got here. So shout out to them. Yeah. They got the hardest working band in hardcore. Yeah. They got that. And that's why. Dear Dick m- m- mindset. So, yeah, the, the Robin Big. Here we are. All right, um, Tom, you got a few more. Let's go. Oh, I got <laughs> more than a few. Oh God, I know. Um, Yo, there's no rules here, by the way. Don't don't feel bound in. I'm glad you didn't try to limit yourself to to uh, 
you know, some some number we pulled out of the air. So yeah, ten seems like ten would seem impossible, and I would leave stuff out that I actually really, really, really enjoyed. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and I think these lists, and we talked about this, like they're definitely for you know the records that are great that stood out to us. But I think they're also to shine lights on things that we feel like you know deserve a little bit more light to be sh- shown for upon sure. them. You know, so I mean, I think it's like, you know, I think that's part of the deal. You know, um, all right. So I'm going to give you three that all could do a tour, and I would sign up for this tour tomorrow. Mm. And I'm going to leave the shared one with Pat, so Pat can have one. How uh, I'm going to go drug church hygiene, even though Pat's in the room. It's a great record. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good record, Patrick. I'll take it's it. It's pretty good. You did that right. It's funny because I think this is like the record. It's always like the record after the high water mark that mm. peep, that get big. Mm. And I think this record's great. I might prefer the one before it just a little bit more, but not by a lot. Mm. I, I, I think, think it's – yeah, go ahead. It's excellent. I mean, it's it's the next record will be even better because Pat's unstoppable. And we're, going, we're going for the hat trick. New single out uh, soon. How the How fuck? Love to hear God it. Damn. Um, Stand Still in a Moment's Notice. Mm. Long Island. Um, really good. Triple B, Days. Great band. Um, Tom, you, a bunch. You, you'll be interested to know I went down an, an inside hole the other day. Inside. Wow. Yep. What do you think? I don't. I'm Singer not sure. Had a age, I'm not sure it ages well by comparison to the Corrigan stuff going on at the same time. Um, it doesn't. But uh, certainly interesting as like a building block uh, Long Island uh, emo thing. Yeah, I mean that I, the singer Mike had like f- uh, a very, 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 very good voice. Yep. For like that era of like, you know, people were barely hitting notes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that dude was like really blowing it out. So inside, for people that don't realize that they're they were Long Island like emo band, played with all the hardcore bands and stuff. But this was in, but this was Eddie Reyes, who was also, I mean, he was in everything. But he he was in Mind Over Matter, started the movie Life, started Taking Back Sunday, started Inside. Um, very very. When you think of emo, this is what you think of. Yeah, there's no hardcore to it. This is just you know. And some of these dudes went on to be in Blood Red with Tommy Corrigan from Silent Majority. That's kind of what took me there is that I think Blood Red is so underrated. Super underrated. But I think you might, you Silent might be. Majority, I think Patrick's the biggest Blood Red fan in the world. No doubt. You, you might be. Because I think Silent Majority was just that great. And then Capital was pretty great too. Uh, yeah. D- Dave Iron Pier might be the biggest. Oh, uh, true. Shout out Dave Iron Pier. Um, and then to round out my trifecta for this tour, this tour, the Soul Blind Feel It All Around record. I think it's fucking great. It's super heavy. Like Bob said, it kind of sounds like failure. Um, I feel like this is a record that, it, you know, that could really um, appeal to people outside of hardcore if they get in front of the right, you know, play with the right bands, get in front of the right people. Um yeah, it's like super heavy, kind of really like droney, but I, I I think it's fucking great, and I think it's sort of in that you know hum failure kind of post hardcore, still heavy but very melodic sort of lane, and I th- I think this record's great. Yeah, well said. All right, so those are my three adjacent ish stuff that uh, we're gonna we're gonna build we're gonna book a tour next year that'll oh, be man. my that'll be my show when i get my mm. 
yeah, whenever our, our benefactor comes through and they let yeah. Tom Sheen book the show, it's going to be one of them. You know, Soul, Soul Blind, very good tour mates. Like exceptional tour mates. Nice folks. Yeah, good, yeah. nice folks. Shout out. All right, Tom. And then do I have more? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have more. All right, so I'm going to do four. Um, I, I don't want to – this sounds like honorable mentions, but I don't mean them as honorable, honorable mentions. But mm. these records I also listen to a lot. Um, the Colonial Wound record, Altar of Youth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, another one I need to sit on. Fucking great. Um, different from the previous record, this is a band that Pat brought to us. Every once in a while, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut, you know? Sure. And uh, <laughs> Pat was like, this band, you know, his name's cool. Fucking singer sounds like Tim Singer. I'm into it. And then it was great. Um, this record's completely different, but it's like so heavy. And I think um, one of the best bands in the last like bunch of years that did heavy music that didn't get the the um, the kind of uh, platitudes that it deserved was was Axis. Mm, sure, yeah. Also from Florida, um, and this sort of gives me that kind of vibe to an extent. And I, you know, I think if these folks get out and tour, I know there are other bands and stuff, but I think this this record's great. Um, Mad Ascension, shout out to our boy Ace, shout out Ace. Mm. Um, you know, doing his uh, um, the metal thing and doing it quite well. Um, he can wear sunglasses indoors and and pull it off. Him and Corey Hart. That's really it. I wear um, my sunglasses at night. <laughs> um, rejection Pact. Can we wait? Oh, yeah. Boise Ooh. on top. Bot. Boise is on top. Real, they really are. Boise is killing it. Um, I'm waiting on the record to show up, my vinyl, but uh, record's really great. Straight up, you know. Me and I'm waiting for my record, too. You're right. Damn. All right. Thanks. <laughs> I ordered it a while ago, but I'm, that's fine. It's Taylor Swift. That's that's who's to blame. And then a record that um, that I just got into recent, more recently, and that's probably my own fucking stupidity. Um, but uh, have you listened to the Fixation, the Secrets We Keep record? On my list to listen to, dude, it's great. Interesting. I mean, so so Fixation, uh, early two thousands kind of stuff. To me, this is EVR 2002. Uh-huh. Really? It, to me, it reminds me of Kevin Baker singing for American Nightmare. Wow. There we go. Right. There you go. Is that fair? Like, and not, not, to, fair. not to downplay the fixation, the bandit. Like, that's not what they're necessarily going for. But upon first listen, I was like, this is like fast, kind of hardcore, like the AN stuff. But this vocals sound like, it sounds like end note era Kevin Bacon. Kevin Baker. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon would be interesting. Um, th- I mean, I wonder if he probably could sing his sons in a band. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's interesting. I I, uh, I I knew AN was in the DNA, I, but I haven't heard this record, so that's cool. You know how like the the Endnote record has like there's like that that sort of effect on Kevin's voice that he's like I was gonna say it's like a gated voice filter or something. Yeah, it, it's yeah, but it sounds like he's yelling in the other room and he's like throwing papers. Yeah, like he's having his like falling down moment. Yeah. That's what this record sounds like. That's cool. Excellent. Excellent record. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was – and then I have one last one that I'm going to leave for Pat. Mm. Pat knows what it is. Do I? What, what is it? You, 
Oh, come on. We talked about this record more than any other record probably this year. <sighs> you, on, you on the bench. Oh, the trench. Th- this record is not from this year, though. That's why I did not include it. Otherwise, it would have Otherwise, it would have been maybe. It made. I top, think Pat's making that shit up, dude. Top three see, for me, see, for let's sure. See, let's, but, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Say less. I think it's it's on the fucking. The record release show was this year. Yeah, listen. He's. You know what? It's marked as 2021 on on the discogs. Oh man, it's fine. We'll it had to be like end of last the, year. Well, whatever. Year. If it gets, it, you're you're giving it two years in a row, right? If well, according had, if to Spotify, it came out on March 25th, 2022. Hold that. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I, you know what? Discogs has been very loyal to me. Let's see. Yeah, Let's see. What like about? Hard. All right. So yeah. we got a we've got a Spotify discogs discrepancy. Let's go to Bandcamp. Oh yeah, this is, this is a decider. This is it. All right, I'm pulling it up now, guys. All right, here we are. Here we are. Gridiron, no good at goodbyes. What is the date on this? Oh, March twenty second, twenty twenty two. Oh, my, I'll allow it. All right. Uh, well, then let's talk about it. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun from the first note to the last fucking song. It's uh, it, it's. Uh, you know, I saw Ian uh, uh, from Military Gun and and uh, the RJC giving one of those interviews where it's like, you know, I'm sticking to the spirit of hardcore, blah blah. blah. Uh, th- <laughs> th- that shit, th- that shit can be just a line, uh, but sometimes it's true. And uh, the fucking gridiron is one of those things where because it's overtly rapping on top of the fucking hardcore songs, maybe, maybe there's some people that don't feel like this is hardcore all well, but it's important to note that the music is fucking undeniably <laughs> like, there's no confusion about the music, right? No, it's but, or the instrumentation. Rather, it is not even, it's not metal core. It's, it's not remotely. There's, it, there's it's metallic, but with a focus on hardcore. Yeah. It's catch. It's, it's like, what if Detroit was catchy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would We're say sorry, that it's, uh, the, maybe for some the people that still haven't wanted to check counted. this out because uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like Choke said, uh, I can't repeat the line, but because uh, it might make right, might make right. Yeah, oh, we'll say might makes right instead of the line about the uh, hardcore and hip hop. Um, but oh. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, no, he it, it, it was not one of Choke's most inspired. You're going for an unfortunate one, yeah. Yeah, it was you know whatever. Hardcore hip hop cannot mix. Might be a lesson I have missed. Sometimes you brick a line, but here's the thing: uh, this record, it's just it's. If you think hardcore is fun, it doesn't make everything that's fun hardcore. But this will make total fucking sense to you. It's hardcore music that is undeniably fun as shit, and everybody that I've turned on to this record has become a fan of it, even if they just think it's like a touch ridiculous at first. By song fucking three, they're just sold. So everybody, if you haven't, I know that this band is popular, so perhaps you're all familiar. But you know, for our listeners that are like, yeah, I only listened to the AIDS record this year. Uh, g- go check out Gridiron. It's lit. It's fun. It's a good listen. It's rappy, but like it's like hardcore rappy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's not quite as staccato as like uh, Freddie or something like that. There's it's more rap than than kind of what we call like the New York hardcore right. staccato rap vocal thing that Right, but it's not like E-Town rappy though. No, it's not E-Town rap. It's its own thing really. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big rapcore fan. I listen to this record multiple times, and it is fun. And would I feel differently if I didn't know the singer? Perhaps, but I want to shout out Matt Carl, and that I think he does a great job. And you know what? Honestly, live they're very good, and they're fun as hell. I've seen them. I've seen video of them playing small rooms. I got to see them at Sound and Fury, and. They tore it up. Their set was wild. Their set was wild. Well, no, did I get to see them over here? Regardless, even if I just saw the video, they they owned the stage. It was impressive. So, is that everything else? Is that us? Is that is that the year? I think that might be the year. Tom uh, carried us again with a lot of love for music. Tom is um, Tom is the guy that really likes music here. I I, I just play it, but and Tom I just is, like uh, sports. <laughs> Tom is ahead. It's Tom and Dave Ackerman are like the two people I know who like enjoy and, and Jeremy Baum are the three people that I know that who you can't question their actual appreciation for music. I, it's on the fence. Yeah, Some played- days I'll be like, ew, fucking music. <laughs> now, if you want to talk to me about the 70s rock, we can really go for a long, long time. But uh, no, hardcore is cool. Maybe do a hardcore podcast, though, which is cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I'm a, you know, I hate music. Yo, know, I fucking listen to fucking listen to Soul Drunk, keep it easy, whatever. And I'm like, did you hear the, you know? But hold you know on, what's funny? On. Like, if you put me, Jeremy, and Dave Ackerman in a room, we would have no overlap. Oh, that's you know, not true. That's you know not true. Me and, Ethel Kane, me and Jeremy would probably vibe on the Ethel Kane record. Yes. Uh, and you and, you and like Dave more would vibe on the End It record. You know, like, there's a lot of, and Mind Force for sure. There's a lot of overlap. There's, you got the overlap. Um, Let's see. I have. I'm looking at my. Oh, okay, let's see. Carol King, Janet Jackson, Tapestry. Because that's a great record. No, I was listening to Janet because the song again. I was out at dinner with with Dave Ack actually, uh, and uh, somehow the best Janet Jackson songs came up. And if you ask me, the best Janet Jackson song is again. Okay. About Black Cat? No. Again, it's ballady. I just it hit at yeah. the moment. I, it was like it was also. Uh, Patrick, it was Secrets Rock. So, mm. uh, to, that is, to what about Carol King? Tapestry rock. is what I was saying. Oh, Carol, Carol King. Oh, I'm just, I'm a program. Yeah, uh, the record. Oh, the record's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant record. People, people need to listen to that Carol King record. I talk about that a lot. Rock seventy one is a pretty good year. So, um, we all like music. <laughs> we just playing, kind of. Um. Yeah. Shout out twenty twenty three. Sorry to everyone we missed. Mm. Another Let's one coming. Let's see it. Bring we'll it make back. a playlist.